Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am your co-host Scott. With me as always is my main man Mike. And this is Craft Brood Sports. Mike, let's tap this keg of sports knowledge. You pump up or what is up, buddy? Oh, nothing, man. Just recovering. Recovering? Yeah. From what? Old man winter kicking our ass again? <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, our new president. I had to drink so hard last night. After okay. watching the I thought we weren't going to bring up last night for a little bit. Well, I just got. I'm letting you know how I feel. I'm right, you know it. my mindset going into this episode. I'm out of wits. I'm, I'm in a bad mood. My mind is telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> and so is everything else. <laughs> All about that game. <laughs> oh shit! We'll talk about that later. How are you doing, man? I'm all right. Yeah. Cowboys are still out of the playoffs. So. <laughs> Another solid week. Unfortunately, nobody could stop the, the, the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots are still in. You know. Man, those were another weekend of just shitty NFL games to watch. Uh, I heard somebody say it correct. I'm pretty sure it was Dan Lemitard. The entire NFL playoffs gave us one good game. One game. Yep. The, the Dallas <laughs> Green yeah. Bay game was the only good game the entire playoffs, and that's pretty terrible. And I have a feeling the Super Bowl is not going to be good either. Mm, I think it'll be all right. I don't think it's going to be as lopsided as everybody thinks, but I also think that pretty much everybody knows how it's going to end. I mean, it's Matt Ryan. It's going to be pretty <laughs> lopsided. It's going <laughs> to be lopsided. Uh, <laughs> what are we drinking today, man? Would you bring? Because this was, all right, so this is week four of our fruit beer uh, our our accidental fruit beer series <laughs> that we stumbled yeah, into. Yeah, when we were like, oh, shit, what was that first beer we got? Let's just let's do fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so we made it through a month. First of all, very difficult to find fruit beers in the winter. In winter. So <laughs> tough. Very hard to do. So yeah. tough. All Not the season to out, pick yeah. to do this Except for the grapefruit sculpin, which apparently is a winter fruit. Didn't yeah. Know. But... This Real is. educated last week, but this week <laughs> we're going with Fathead again. Fathead has made its return on the show after a spooky tooth back in October. Is this the first repeat brewery that we've had? Uh, I thought about that when I picked it up, and I wanted to say yes, but I, then I felt like maybe no, there might have been another one. I, it might be. No, you know what? Great Lakes. We've had multiple oh, Great Lakes we did. with okay. well with Christmas Ale, and then we had uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. You're right. Okay. So no, this is not the first, but I believe it might be the second. But another Cleveland brewery. To yes, get, to get double dip on the show. <laughs> we love our Cleveland brews. <laughs> but uh, Fatheads showing up with their Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale. It's this is a this beer kind of fucks with your head. Like when my 
pop the cap on this, you can immediately smell the blueberries. Which is a good thing. It is. I love blueberry flavored stuff. It is overpowering <laughs> how, how much this blueberry flavor is. Not something that you just eat. In fact, whenever blueberries are in something... They need. I need to like have a grab a fork and put something else on that fork with it because they're kind of tart, <laughs> a little bitter. But I love blueberry flavored things. You know There's... who loves blueberries straight up? My son. He really freaks out without like, anything oh my on him. God, man! I'll tell you what I love is some blueberry pancakes. You throw them. <laughs> you throw them shits and some pancakes, and it's on. Funny you say that. One of the food pairings that they list for this is. Uh, Oatmeal cookies, same vein as pancakes. Yeah. I think that would work out. It also says uh, salads. I could see that. Yeah. Because blueberries go good in yeah. salads. And then chicken, which I think is a little weird. I feel like chicken pairs with anything. <laughs> not, I mean, yeah, chicken and beer. I, I believe that's one of the, the food groups. So here's the interesting thing about this. They claim out that uh, that this was taken. They, they use local Ohio honey in this. They even say on the bottle, we've got the welts to prove it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they didn't have the laugh part. I added that part in. That was me. But <laughs> I don't I don't taste any honey in this. Do you? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Okay. Um, it was much, I want to say, stronger on the first drink. I you could Because you said you could smell the blueberries. Yeah. And I smelled the honey mixed in there, too. And then you kind of take that first sip, and it's like, oh, yeah. And then the blueberry kind of overpowers it from there. <sighs> It's kind of like that first drink has that little sweetness, and then it's kind of muted it's, after that. It's but, all blue. But it, <laughs> so far, so delicious. Yeah, first taster. Awesome on this one. I, I'll admit I've had it before. Uh, I had this at Brouhaha. Uh, actually, a couple years ago, had this one and was blown away there, too. This is my first time having it from a bottle. I've always had it straight from uh, straight from draft, so it's a little different from what I've experienced before. So far, though, I'm a fan, man. We'll see how it holds up. <laughs> what do we even do? We, uh, we always say that. Every time. We'll, like we'll see how it does later on. <laughs> Anybody who listens to the show is already like, no, those, they're consuming both. They're, they're both consuming that. <laughs> We've thrown curves. We have thrown curves. There have been, well, there are some If you've come that... in winning awards, you're probably going to get shot down by me. But... <laughs> Don't come in here saying, although this does say in the bottle, award winning. So, mm. oh, fathead. Getting a little bit putting the cart before the horse. Let's get into Upper Deck here. And Upper Deck, as always, brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of Craft Root Sports, you can test out Audible service with a free 30 day trial offer that includes a free audiobook download. No strings attached. Even if you cancel your trial within the 30 days, you still get to keep that audiobook. And all you have to do to get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook, audiobook, uh, uh, audible, audible, audio, audible, audio, audiobook. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start it over. All you have to do to get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook is head on over to audibletrial.com slash craftfoodsports. That's audibletrial.com slash craftfoodsports. Or you can head over to our website, which is craftfoodsports.com, and click the Audible Trial link. All right, man. So besides the Patriots and the Falcons moving on, there was something else interesting that happened this week uh, in the sports world. For that the- wasn't interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cared about either team. Uh, well, for the first time since 2012 in college basketball, three of the top four teams lost on the same night. Same so you, had, <laughs> you had Marquette, who took down number one Villanova, uh, number 15 West Virginia, took down number two, Kansas, and then Tennessee knocked off number four, Kentucky, on Tuesday night. 
Uh, that's one, two, and four with only undefeated Gonzaga remaining. Most likely moving up to number one uh, when this next week's rankings come out. Uh, assuming they finish this weekend. Assuming, they, yeah. Two games after Tuesday's game. I think they won the one. And I believe they, they, they yeah. play today, Saturday when this gets released. Tomorrow. Which they're probably going to win. Yes. They're most likely going to be ranked number one. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy, man. And then the other crazy part of the story is we have Kentucky and Kansas playing today as this launches yes so another Huge one of those matchup too they're gonna one of those teams ends up with two losses in the week week yeah that's brutal and last year the teams played at kansas this year it's at kentucky and it, kansas won in overtime i believe it I took overtime so, yeah. But yeah for them to win so uh be interesting to see both teams have player of the year candidates so it's is it hard for you to watch teams like kentucky and kansas that are like that good like for me it's no. difficult to watch them knowing where my teams are and i'm i just watch I'm oh, like, oh there's no from shot. that yeah from that perspective yeah it is hard to watch when you know it's you like can't. i try there's to block the, how out how do we even fucking match up with this, this is ridiculous yeah i try to block out xavier especially this year and the way things have gone yeah. <laughs> but i try to block out when i'm watching other teams like that and think of it as just okay it's just another conference it's another you know, league. It's it's not the same thing. It's and another the, stratosphere. Yeah, the only thing Teams we have so to worry about good. is actually getting there and facing them. And it wouldn't be until you know potential final four, at which place I'd be so elated. But <laughs> I'd be like, well, whatever, playing with house money. But yeah, I I guess when you ask from that perspective, it is a little frustrating. But I don't mind watching a, a game like this, which I'll be forced to because I yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> um, and. It, it doesn't bother me to watch two good teams go up against each other. I I like this when this happens. It's kind of like it's the same as in college football where you're like, oh, man, it's a really good yeah. matchup. I'm going to drop what I'm doing just to watch this because you only get to see this otherwise in tournament time. Right. So. I th- and I think this is good because this does give you a good idea, especially since you're talking two different conferences here. Like this gives you a good idea of. Yeah, this is like a when tournament Ken- matchup. When it's- Kentucky played UNC earlier this year, and right. that was a that had a tournament feel, yeah. and it was high scoring, back and forth, came right down to the last minute, and yeah. it felt like March in December. It was crazy. So this will be a little. It's going to be a good you. game. Who do you got in that one, Kansas or Kentucky? I'm going to give the slight edge to Kentucky because they're at home, and because you have to say that. No, <laughs> she knows how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I got no qualms with fishing on Kentucky. Uh, it's whatever. <laughs> Sorry, other side of the family. Uh, it's uh, I got to go with my heart, and that's to pick against Kentucky whenever uh, the opportunity arises. Yeah. But I actually, I'm going to give the side edge Kentucky. I think they home. get it, too. I, I think they win that game. Uh, which means there's your jinx. <laughs> well, Put the money on Kansas. So, Cheryl, when <laughs> Kentucky loses, you can blame it on Mike. <laughs> He always does this. (laughs) Moving on, though, um, not in those top four teams because they suck. Um, And despite me picking them for my final four, I'm not mad. The fact that the uh, Duke Blue Devils made headlines this week. Uh, Coach K, he's mad, y'all. He's sitting at home all laid up from his surgery. And we talked about this a few weeks Quote, ago. Unquote, yeah, we talked about a few weeks ago how he probably tried to get rid of all the losses, <laughs> and they've like piled up since he left. Isn't it fucking crazy? Right? We called it. He's and the- despite sitting around uh, after surgery on his back, um, he called a team meeting at his house this week to voice his displeasure with the team. So mad, in fact, that he banned the team for the time being from both the locker room and wearing Duke <laughs> gear. 
my first thought was, how is that any type of punishment? Because right now, I don't want anybody to know that I'm a Duke player. I don't want to be anywhere near the locker room. I'm like, oh, no practice. That's what that means. I'm like, no, 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 no. I meant you didn't go in the locker room. I didn't say shit about not practicing. Sorry, coach. I can't wear the gear. Can't get, can't look good. Can't feel good. Can't play good. Sorry. Yep. Not going to work for me. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Grayson probably went and tripped somebody. Probably. Right after. <laughs> that fucking squirrel. Man, coach is tripping. I'm getting back to tripping. <laughs> I, I, first of all, I love this story because it's so dumb. Like, it's right. so dumb to me that Kay is in, like, his house. Like, you bastard. <laughs> everybody come over here. I just picture him, like, laying in his bed with, like, silk sheets and everybody gathered around his bed. And he's, like, bitching him out. I had also silk pajamas. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Custom, yeah, custom got, made. It actually has got, the letter CK yeah. on there for Coach K. <laughs> Duke logo on it. It's like, see this logo on my pajamas? You can't wear You're this shit on anything. <laughs> what a fucking douche. But they've had a rough time, though. I mean, recently they've lost four out of the last seven games. I'm not complaining. Uh, and they lost to NC State this week for the first time in 20 years at home, which is crazy to the think. The sad that thing is it won't be on Coach K's record next year. Not when he gets it expunged. <laughs> exactly. When he forces it. He probably wrote the NCAA right after, you know, he's got to go. Not on my record. <laughs> not on my watch. He's just emailing. Not this one either. Not this one. Not this <laughs> right? one. And then when they get a win, that one's okay. <laughs> kind of like Trump. This is on Obama. This is Obama. This is Obama. Oh, wait. Hold up. The Dow is up over 20,000? That was all me, bro. It's all me. Oh, man. So weird. All right. Well, let's keep uh, college basketball theme going here. In one of the weirder moments in the sport this week and technically ever, uh, there was a brawl that broke out between Louisiana Tech's Jacoby Boykins and UAB's Hakeem Baxter. So, as is the case with most basketball fights, tons of people who get involved after the initial pushing and shoving and, and punches being thrown. Uh, you all right there, buddy? <laughs> Just wanted to hit the gong. Uh, well, after they finally cleared the mess up, the refs ejected a ton of players, coaches, and that included the entire Louisiana Tech bench who all came out onto the floor for the fight. Louisiana Tech had to finish the game with four players. UAB had six, and most of their assistant coaches were booted. So it was like the saddest-looking bench <laughs> I've ever seen. Just all these empty seats. No Ron Artest, though. No Ron Artest. Nobody, nobody went out in the crowd. Damn. Here's the weirdest part, though. After all this, so Louisiana Tech plays five-on-four for the last six minutes of the game. Uh, even though they lost, which is to be expected... Uh, they ended up outscoring UAB in those final six minutes, 20 to 16. Playing a man down. Playing a man down. Jesus. <laughs> they played shorthanded for six minutes and outscored UAB. Felt like Xavier played shorthanded last night and uh, didn't even come close. Right. Now, I don't know who got ejected from UAB, so that may have just been like UAB was left with just the six white guys at the end of the bench <laughs> who like... <laughs> who are just really good at cheering when somebody else makes a three-pointer. That may be why Louisiana Tech was able to uh, to hold on for that. But they still lost. But that's fucking weird to see a team play five on four for six minutes. What's crazier is that this story didn't get more pub. 
I know. I didn't hear nothing. almost anything about this, and you figured this would be something that would have been plastered all over. Because, I mean, yeah. it's a fight, so if nothing else, right. yeah. you know, video of that. But I don't. I didn't see video nothing. of this all week. Yeah. I, so I saw the story, and I'm like, there's got to be video, right? <laughs> I mean, all I saw was Instagram pictures of, like, after the fight. In- <laughs> ESPN was too busy talking about Tom Brady doing something else. Well, and it's Louisiana Tech and UAB. Still. I don't even think there was TV coverage. Nah. It's 2017. <laughs> There's TV coverage of everything. Nah, I mean, it's Louisiana Tech and UAB. I'll, I'll say it again. Well, <laughs> fair point, I guess. They're probably lucky they had radio coverage. <laughs> Every team's got their local play-by-play guy, though. Yep, that's true. <laughs> They've all got their homework. Well, uh, Mike, guess what? We love the Olympics. I love the Olympics. And one of our favorite athletes... One of everybody's favorite athletes, Usain Bolt. Yes. No longer a nine-time gold medal winner. So disappointing, man. Right? And it's because of doping, which is even worse. It's a shame. I mean, yeah. I mean, we kind of all saw it coming. <laughs> kind of figured it would be just because of the world we live in and Lance Armstrong, you know, he's an asshole. And <laughs> we, we all thought that the Livestrong bands were going to a good cause, but no, it's just going to a steroid liar. <laughs> but it turns out, though, that Usain Bolt wasn't the doper. So, everybody, sigh of relief. Not yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Uh, his teammate on the relay team, Nesta Carter, was the doper. And because of it being part of a team, all the medals for the wins are stripped from the winners. And that includes Bolt, obviously. Uh, Carter had failed the test earlier this year for doping. And the Olympic Committee decided they were going to go back to 2008 <laughs> and test the samples, which is actually the medal that they lost. And they found out that that tested positive, and that's the medal in question. So, uh, Bolt, shockingly enough, wasn't too happy about this. Yeah. I mean, who saw that coming? Right. But, uh, like you mentioned, um, that's the only problem, is that because of Bolt's dominance, and because he's done something nobody's ever seen done before, there's always been the... I mean, when's the other shoe going to drop? Yeah, and, he's gonna get a game. and it always starts like this. We've seen this story before, like with Lance Armstrong, Mr. One Testicle. <laughs> teammates start falling, and it's only a matter of time before all of a sudden he gets linked right. to it. And I hope he doesn't. I, I always want to see, especially greatness, not end up having some type of controversy or something, some black cloud surrounding them, but... I'm a little skeptical. Well, that's the that's the hardest part for me. Like I, I was always like, no, nah, this he's clean. He's got to be clean. It's you know they're testing so much now. He has to be clean. There's no way you're not right. clean at this point. But that last Olympics when he still was like performing at elite levels. Yeah, and it's at, like, at the age that most people are, like, dude. How are yeah. you still fucking doing that? And that's when the question started popping up for me. Here's the crazy thing about this story, though. All right, it's 2017 now. Right, we just had the 2016 right. Olympics. Nine years ago, this medal gets stripped. From. How long are these samples laying around that they can test? Like, there's a big room this, full of piss somewhere. There, yeah. It's, <laughs> hey, man, don't throw Nestus that. piss. There's Nestus piss. <laughs> Grab it. Grab it off the shelf. We need what, to retest. What it. year is that? Oh, that's uh, that's 2012. No, go back further. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. No, I've got this vintage 2008 <laughs> piss. That's unreal. It's, it's been aging. Seriously, how long do they keep people's piss? Also, I think we might not need to run tests. It's glowing. <laughs> Nesta Carter's piss is actually glowing in the dark, so I think it's probably confirmed. Don't know what test we ran on it in 2008. 
but nine years later, uh, I think yeah, that yeah, that slow a, play dope that right? doesn't doesn't show up on the first test. It's got a, it only shows up nine years later. Wonder if he wonder if he found out about you know failing this most recent one. It was like whatever you do, don't test any piss prior. <laughs> <laughs> Usain is going to be pissed. No pun intended. Have you seen that guy? He's <laughs> I just it just hit me when you said <laughs> I glossed over it. <laughs> when it hit me. That was good. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to top it. <laughs> Moving on. All right, well you knew this was coming. So we talked about the Permandy Brothers story in Pittsburgh. They weren't selling any fish sandwiches the week leading up to the Steelers playing Miami. Well, a store in Atlanta is refusing to sell, wait for it, Sam Adams beer. Boston's <laughs> own. I don't know uh, how to pronounce this. Yeah. I, uh, viral. Viral. Which is probably not right. Viral Chihuahua. There's, who, there's a lot of uh, vowels. <laughs> he, owns, he owns an Exxon station in uh, Gainesville, Georgia, has posted a sign where the New England-based beer would normally be situated in the store that reads... We will not be selling any Sam Adams beer until after the Super Bowl. Hashtag rise up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got to add the hashtag rise up. <laughs> oh, shit. I love that this is just a dude in a gas station. That's like, yes, in games. Nope. Protesting. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Although he did say, you know, it was just tongue in cheek and they weren't taking it too seriously. But there's always going to be every time, every single time there's going to be somebody who's trying to make news. And you know what? I got to actually give props to him. It's. It's a good way to get some, because you know there are going to be fans that will yeah. go there and be like, yeah, I'm going to go right. support this Exxon station. This is the one that's not selling <laughs> Boston beer. Woo! Right. But uh, what beer does Atlanta have that, that, no, that they No, they don't You know what any. I mean? And, like, and, and I, I mean, I, I know Sam Adams sells all over the place, but how much Sam Adams was this guy pushing out the door right. prior to this boycott? Anyway? Right. You're not, yeah, you're not running to the gas station. My guess is if Adams. it had been his number one seller, he'd be like, oh yeah, we, like, we support the Falcons, but I, I can't, I can't, I can't shelve my number one seller. <laughs> He's like so. hiding his Ugg boots. He's right. Like, <laughs> uh, and uh, this was also, uh, apparently in response to, uh, the Boston Globe's Dan Shaughnessy, who wrote an article this week for the Boston Globe, basically saying, eh, it's Atlanta. Nobody cares. <laughs> it, 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 I saw the article, and it was, it, he's saying, you know, it could have been Dallas. That'd have been a story. It could have been New York. That'd have been a story. Hell, it could have even been Seattle, and we'd make a story out of it. But it's Atlanta. Meh. Wow. <laughs> and so, wow. That's cold. Atlanta fans are understandably pissed. <laughs> that is cold. But in a way, he's got a point. I mean, there, there is point. no story. There's no story no. for this week. It's, oh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are going for their fifth. It's well. It's, oh, and hey, there's Atlanta. <laughs> it's remember it's all, Eugene Robinson. It's all Tom Brady versus Roger Goodell. That's what everybody yeah. wants to see: is Brady to take the trophy from Goodell. But seriously, the only thing they're bringing up That's for Atlanta it. is Eugene Robinson, who you know <laughs> paid for a prostitute before the last time Atlanta was in a Super Bowl. That's what they're bringing up. Hey, remember when they lost because Eugene Robinson solicited a prostitute? And That's uh, rough, man. They got they, they got beat by the Broncos. Yeah, that's. That's their Super Bowl history. <laughs> Chris Chandler, y'all. Dirty bird. Uh, but yeah, another another store boycotting. This needs to stop. I just <laughs> I hate, it is it's it's pretty played out. Yeah, I hate this and I hate when like mayors of the towns make a bet. It's oh like, yeah. Oh well I bet oh well, here's my case of my clams <laughs> or whatever. Case of my clams. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's no. always like bullshit. I do know what you're saying. Like the best was <laughs> this past one when um, uh, Cleveland and Golden State were in it, and Kasich and the governor of California had their bet for the finals. And no, I'm lying. I'm, I take that back. I'm sorry. It was for the World Series, mm. and they did. It was the governor of Chicago and Kasich, the governor of Chicago, or the mayor of Chicago. No, it was the governor because Kasich is the governor of Ohio. So it would be the governor of Illinois. That's true. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> edit that out. I don't know my geography, y'all. I'm drunk. Twelve beers in. Anyway, the governor of Illinois. Jeez. Hi, mom. <laughs> The governor of Illinois, they made that bet. And Illinois was like, hey, we'll give you, we're going to give you deep dish pizza. We're going to give you all these things that are inherently Chicago. And Kasich was like, yeah, we're going to give you some of Cleveland's finest. Not sure what that is. We'll get it to you. And that was exactly what he said. He didn't, he just said, we'll give you a basket of Cleveland's finest. There was nothing specific about it. They were like deep dish pizza and all this stuff. And. Case it came hard with the Cleveland Spanish. We'll give you Buckeye candy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we got shit in Ohio. Right? <laughs> you can have one of these 50 beers we brew up here. <laughs> oh, shit. In that case. You governor of Chicago, you. <laughs> you governor. Damn it. That's going to make the description of the show. Yep, that's probably. Fuck. That might be your clamor clip of the week right there. Damn it. <laughs> All right, well, might as well wrap it up on a high note. <laughs> Talking politics. Speaking of which, you know when you need to shut the fuck up, Mike? Right now. But other people, when they need to shut the fuck up and not spout off every single thing that pops into your head, that would be when Johnny Manziel gives you advice about backing off. Oh, that's brutal. Right? Someone hurts. Earlier this week, that's just what happened when good old Johnny Football tweeted directly at our newest commander-in-chief saying, quote, Hey, yo, at POTUS, even I know to stay away from the notification section on Twitter. Shit will drive you crazy. Lead the country and let them hate. That's 140 characters of pure goodness right there. But when Johnny Manziel is out here doling out advice and words of wisdom about when to shut the fuck up, and he actually makes sense, Houston, we got problems. I mean, not... That we didn't know we already had problems when we voted the man in. But when Johnny Manziel's on, they're like, bro, I'm, I'm giving you some life advice here. And I'm going to need you to chill out. I love how he started it. Yo, at POTUS. Yeah. Yo, at POTUS. Oh, and apparently they showed a tweet in the article talking about this that back when I think Johnny was getting drafted or it might have been when he was having issues right at the beginning, Donald Trump had tweeted out something about like, oh, yeah. Love Johnny Manzo. He's going to be great in the NFL. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, huh. <laughs> he has all the forward insight, y'all. That probably should have played out more in the primaries. I don't think people would have taken they it that seriously. should have brought it up more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. Johnny Manziel dropping knowledge bombs. <laughs> just the, the words oh, of wisdom shit. from Johnny Manziel. Well, this has been Upper Deck, brought to you as always by Audible.com. And, and the governor of Chicago. <laughs> It's going to go with political science majors, but yeah. (laughs) It's funny because like people in Chicago say it's like it's different from the rest of the state. It is, though. And that that was why I did it. 
Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. yeah no, yeah. I totally no, did it because it, yeah. I'm so used to just thinking of Chicago totally. as, as Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go with that. That's a yeah, good cover, man. That's yes. a better cover than Chris Carter and his Ohio born and bred uh, shirt. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, bread equals money, y'all. What a fucking dumbass. <laughs> hey, it's Ohio, man. We're exporting stuff. Stuff. We got <laughs> we got stuff. Give me a basket full of Cleveland's finest. All right, man. Well, let's talk about Super Bowl. We won't go too in-depth because obviously we've got to save something for next week, right? <laughs> but Super Bowl matchup. I did call the two teams that would be here. Woo! You did. You did. Uh, Even you, though I was hesitant to pick Atlanta. You were very hesitant to and pick Atlanta. But you were very sure to pick against Dallas. You That was like the yeah. ones you were like, Dallas will not. Yes. Way back end, when we the started NFC. the playoffs, I did say that Dallas would find a way to not be there. And I was not sure how it happened, but very glad. And very, you know, looking back on overall, um how things kind of lined up. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we could have both had New England to make it all the way. Yeah. But um, yeah. thinking about just Atlanta getting there, too, even though they had a first round bye and, you know, we just talked about it, they haven't had much success as far as postseason goes, uh, could have kind of predicted and should have maybe predicted it that they would have gotten here just based off the rest of the field. They had they were the highest yeah. scoring offense in the league. The NFC, after you got past Seattle, which def- we, we talked about, their defense was banged up and not the same. There really was no defense at all on the NFC side. Right. And now you run up against a team that knows how to scheme, knows what they're doing. They've got like one of the best defenses. Yes, and you know exactly what this Super Bowl reminds me of? It's all come full circle. This is the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. This is the greatest show on turf 2.0. Yeah. And this is Tom You're Brady's right. beginning one. And this funny enough, could be the last ride. I mean, you never want to count them up, but, I mean, they win this one. It could be five. You know, at some point, Brady's going to run out of juice. I don't know. Just looking at the way things, it would be ironic if this is how it ended up bookending. Was right, that, after, yeah. That they came in underdogs against the the Rams and that offense, and it was supposed to. they were supposed to just run them out of there, and they won. And here's this offense, and now it's the other way, though, that they're expected to win, Yeah, and then they would, but it would be because they stopped, again, the number one offense. I think it's it's kind of crazy because you touched on it. Like, Brady is, he's what, 39 now? Like, he's yeah, getting he's, up there. He, uh, he, at and, some point. And the questions haven't really started yet, but you have to think, especially if the Patriots win, the questions are going to be there, like, is he coming back again? Well, I like, would think just in general, the Patriots are always, God, I hate him, but they're always one step ahead of getting rid of guys yeah. and knowing when to cut bait before right. the guy falls off. And, you know, t- Tom Brady's mortal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's just like anybody else. At some point, yeah. he's going to show up and just not be the same guy. And, you know, I'm sure that they're hoping that they get rid of him or he walks away before that happens. Well, if I'm Tom Brady, and I know like football players have this mentality that they just want to always go. They never want to hang it up. They've always got that you know competitive mentality. But if I'm Tom Brady, I'm going to look at it like, okay, I have the chance to win the Super Bowl and go off into the sunset being regarded by most, except for Scott Kaiser, as the greatest <laughs> quarterback in the history of the game. And I'm going out on top with a ring again, my fifth. Like, that's a pretty fucking 
a amazing story to have written. Could you imagine or, if Manning and Brady back to back years after competing against one another all that time both walked away from the game, riding gonna, off into the sunset? That's what I was gonna say. That's my next point was how crazy is it because the questions are already swirling about Ben Roethlisberger. So we talked about last week how 14 of the last 16 years it's been either Manning, Brady, or Roethlisberger representing the AFC, and it's a feasible idea that next year none of them are in the league, and it's all wide open in the AFC. I'm rooting for that. (laughs) (laughs) What? We bitched last week about how predictable the AFC has been for the last decade plus, and it sure would be nice to walk into the year and actually be like, hey, we have no idea this who's going to open. Yeah. Kansas City is the favorite, and we know how that goes. <laughs> I mean, you know what? After what they showed at the beginning of the season when Brady was out, I still think the Patriots are the favorite again next year. Even uh, if Brady walks away, okay, all right, yeah, because they I mean, would still was, be favored. Yeah, yeah, because Garoppolo, Garoppolo would still be there. Yeah, I don't know how you would pick against them. People would just because they would think. There's got to be some type of fall off. And you say it's an unknown with Garoppolo. He did well in an audition, but you don't know how he'd hold up for a full season. I'm just saying what people would say and what they would think. Like, I guess in that instance, you'd pick Kansas City just based on the fact that they were in the AFC Championship game and they'd bring back everybody that... right. Seemingly that they have on their team now, so it it would yeah. The the discussion would at least be open. I do you think either one, Roethlisberger or Brady, retires, or do you think they come back next year? I don't think either one of them retires. (laughs) I think think we're bitching about them right here again this time next year. It'll be them in the AFC Championship again. We're like, God damn it, fifteen out of seventeen years, (laughs) right? These sons of bitches. Well, we'll save our our predictions and our scores for next week, but. would you think let's we talked a little bit about AFC there would you think of the the NFC game were you surprised by the Falcons and the, Well and the I said that I I thought that the Falcons would win last week and, Did you and think they would win be like close. that No but I'll tell you what off the first drive I thought this game's over They yeah. drove right down the field had no and and after watching I it's funny after we got done doing the show and Saturday I was thinking I don't know why I didn't. I don't have more confidence than that, and, and it was totally based on their history and the fact that I thought you know they'll they'll stumble because it matters and Aaron right. Rodgers going out is fine. <laughs> but I and I picked them to win. But just thinking about it overall, Green Bay was decimated on defense. Oh, they dude, looked they were awful yeah, against the Cowboys. They were terrible. And again, that was why I said that the Cowboys wouldn't win because you have a rookie QB, and the situation was that he couldn't take advantage of it. But a veteran offense and a veteran team, you know, that Atlanta has. And just the sheer amount of offensive firepower that they have, there was no way that they weren't going to take advantage of the guys on Green Bay, and it was ugly. Yeah, I mean, I stopped paying attention when it got to be twenty-four <laughs> or whatever it was to three or something stupid like that, and I just that was in the first. I half. was so surprised. I but like that, literally, that game to me was the definition of a letdown game. And how? Oh, like, God, what yes. terrible time for Green Bay to have a letdown game, right? But that's exactly what happened. They they had such a crazy victory over the Cowboys. They serve their purpose. Yeah. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. You've done us good, Green Bay. I actually hate Green Bay, so I was perfectly fine with it. I was rooting against Green Bay going into the game, so (laughs) they did exactly what I did. I always have, you know, guys or teams that they serve a purpose. While I might hate them, they need to get the job done. And Green Bay, (laughs) you knocked off the Cowboys. Hats off to you, Aaron Fuck you later. (laughs) 
right. Well, let's. Uh, well, like I said, we'll save uh, a lot of that for next week in our our Super Bowl preview show. Uh, let's talk a little college ball. We mentioned it earlier. How we're a little upset. Uh, a little butt hurt. I'm really butt hurt, man. I'm th- all right. So last night, for those of you that uh, may be new to the show or are still trying to catch up, Scott and I both went to Xavier University here in Cincinnati. Our arch rival in basketball is the University of Cincinnati. The two schools are separated by what seven miles, something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, Although I argue, still even after the loss, that Dayton is a bigger rival. But that's only because yeah, I I realize the history suggests otherwise. But we until last night we had owned this matchup for the last ten fifteen years for the most part. Had one three straight coming in, and it wasn't. It wasn't feeling like I heard multiple people saying, "Man, if UC doesn't win this year." It might be a long time, and it might be time to you know start thinking about something else because <laughs> it, it had just been so long, and they, it just the way things were going, like, and you know, X even though they had won, coming off of the Georgetown win into that game, there still felt like this not completeness, and they showed it in spades. Yeah, the, the uh, so we we mentioned this when we were talking about when they came out with the preseason rankings and Xavier was number seven preseason. Yeah. And we immediately said that they were over way too high. Yep. Right. Way too high of a rating or ranking. And they're showing it like, I mean, I don't even know how they are still ranked. They well, won't I was be. Gonna say, they're once, all the way down to 24. Yeah. They, so they, they won't be after this loss. Will knock them out. I, to be honest with you, I was surprised coming into this week that they stayed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't even, the cause they lost, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're going to be mid thirties. And I, it's it's become one of those things. F it. Nothing matters. Uh, don't care. Somehow find a way into the tournament and just hope to God that you get a decent matchup and can find a way to sneak out a couple wins. Because whereas we'd go in the last couple years thinking we could make the Final Four, we could really make a run, this year's turned into, man, I just hope we can win a couple games, show face, maybe make it to the second weekend, that'd be considered successful. You know what's funny, though? I think... Xavier is more successful when that's the team that they are going into the tournament. Well, considering last year they had the highest seed were, ever yeah. and shat the bed in the second right. game. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's tough to argue that. <laughs> but, they, I mean, every year every year that they've made a big run, like if you think back to our freshman year when we went Elite Eight and lost to Duke, nobody expected Xavier to go Elite Eight. No. Every time Xavier has made a deep run in the tournament, they weren't expected to make that deep run. There were a lot of upsets along the way in the tournament, and I – Maybe this is that same type of year where it's just like something's got to something's got to give. Well, they didn't start off the season ranked seventh for no reason. They might have been overrated, but that's not to say that they aren't capable of playing at somewhere along along that level. And while I don't think that they're you know thirty something bad, if they could fix a couple things, they could be in the conversation or be in that mix. And that's all you need to be by the time March rolls around. And again, if you consider the they were seventh, and you say, eh, if you adjust and say maybe they were somewhere more around the 15 range, middle middle of that road, middle of the teens somewhere, then that means that if they could play to that level, then right there, that's that's what we would hope for. You get to that second weekend, and then who knows what happened because then, you know, all of a sudden momentum's riding high, they're feeling good about themselves, depending on the matchup, who knows. You That's what can happen in March. And yeah. so... I'm just hoping that after that loss, they can regroup a little bit, 
finish out the rest of the season semi-strong because it's still a tough road going forward in the rest of the Big East. It's get, definitely tough, but they're going to get to at least 20 wins. They should. They've got DePaul it's, twice. It's one of those things, though, where you look at it and are they going to get screwed by being one of those teams that doesn't have, because after losing to UC, they don't have a great resume. They don't have a signature win. Yes, and right. could they be one of those teams that ends up getting in or getting on the bubble and not making it because the committee's like, yeah, well, you had 20 wins, but you didn't get anything that was worth a damn. Right. So I think they could be Virginia Tech. <laughs> they've got a, a couple mediocre wins um, early on in the season. They got UNI twice. They beat them twice uh, in a tournament. They've got a win over Clemson, which I guess is kind of uh, a decent win. They need to pull out something in the Big East. They need. They for sure need Definitely. to beat Villanova at home. That would go a long way to helping their their discussion. I'm not saying that they're going to be out. I just I'm I think even a win over Creighton. Yes, especially since it's at Creighton. Definitely, no. There's, there's easily a road that you're not. I'm saying that we could be, we could go from I'm nervous to oh yeah, that 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 one win means they're absolutely in. It's just I'm just nervous that they're gonna not take advantage of those opportunities and somehow find themselves, you know, right there like on the bubble when we don't need to be. (laughs) We have no business being on the bubble, and we'll be sitting there on Sunday like, oh geez, uh, you can make a legit argument that we might not make it in because you know. We're sitting there championship Sunday, and some team, it always happens, some team wins one of the conference tournaments that nobody was expecting. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's true. That could keep us out. Here's the the good thing. If there's any silver lining to put on this, the, the silver lining here is that Xavier, even after all of this, they're only two games back in the Big East. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they do have six losses, but looking at their losses, they've got a loss to they've, – they've got a loss at Baylor – at Colorado, neither of those are really bad losses. They've got a loss at UC. Well, they've got a loss at Villanova, at Butler, and then versus Creighton at home, uh, and then at UC. All of those teams, with the exception of Colorado, were ranked when Xavier lost to them. Yes. it's And ranked very highly. Baylor was nine when they lost to them. And made it as high as one. <laughs> yeah. Nova was three. Butler was 12. Creighton was seven. And, and they're on the road. UC so is 19. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at, and I hate when people look at like good losses and bad losses, Xavier doesn't really have a bad loss. All of no. their losses are good losses. It's just that. But they don't have six, a good win. Yeah. And having six losses this time of year is. It's scary. New, I was going to say, it's, it is different territory from the last couple of years because if you're looking at it, usually you're ending the season with around six losses, and here it is already six losses, and we've got a month and a half left to yeah. go, plus the conference tournament. So it's just it's just a little nerve-wracking is all. Definitely nerve-wracking. What do you think about UC? You think they're – I mean, they're definitely improved. I was the first time I watched a full game, obviously, watching the whole – Xavier game. I had seen them a few times before. It was very hard to judge them because they play in the American Conference. And I think so, that's going to hurt them. Uh, no, they're firmly they beating us ends up being their win that gets them. And I think they could they easily run through the rest of the the season. They they've got nobody stopping them in their conference. Well, that's true. They I, do have the old Xavier advantage yeah, when we were in the A-10. Exactly. So, I mean, like, now oh, we're just gonna fucking they're just kind of yeah hit, hit cruise control. And as long as they don't stumble on something stupid, I mean, they're looking at 
maybe getting a pretty decently high seed, you know, a three, four range. Like, I don't know that it, I don't know how much they hold up as a tournament team because again, they have a win against us in a rivalry game on their home court. Right. So things are skewed a little bit. They haven't played really anybody else, but they look good enough to, I, you know, get to the second week of the tournament. And again, it all depends on the matchups and then anything can happen. But uh, you know, overall, I mean, I've seen, a lot better teams definitely play. So they, they're not a scary opponent. If we played that game in the Centos center last night, different outcome. Maybe if we could fucking rebound. True. But I'm just saying just <laughs> the way that they came out in the second half and just completely shut the bed. And, you know, I think I, I felt like UC just got behind that crowd. And next thing you know, it, they were off to the races and Xavier just could not find any rhythm whatsoever. Yeah, and so it was it was surprising. Like when Blue had hit that three to end the half, I was watching the game in my office, and I was like, "Oh, I still don't feel good about this." <laughs> but like we talked about three, it. That three should have been potentially a nail in the coffin right there at halftime. It could have been. I felt good about it, but I mean, you still had a whole second half, so there was the nerves of well, there's still 21 minutes of basketball, but. What hurt him was the rebounds, and we talked about it prior to the show. You know, this falls on Chris Mack because he hasn't recruited any size basically since he's taken over as head coach. We've got a lot of transfers, you know, and guy. We have he's landed plenty of guards and twos and threes that are highly rated throughout the country and all the national rankings, but no size. And I know it's a guard-driven game more so now, but. It's really come back to bite us this year because we don't have anybody that can play down low. So how do they even – yeah, we talked about this beforehand, but the, the question that, that made me think of is how do you get a number seven preseason ranking when you don't have that size? Like there's, because, not, even, there's not even somebody you can point to to be like, no, that's the guy. Because that's, that's guy. what I'm saying. Now it's become so guard-driven, and if you have a couple of guards that can mask it and – Essentially, you just throw anybody out there. And it's like, but our guards were never that good. They're good, but yeah. I think that it just got overrated because of how well they did last year. Oh, you know what's going on with this year? It's like, oh well, Blewett was looking at the NBA, and Sumner was looking at the NBA, and you know you've got two guys that at least talk to the NBA about going and possibly leaving. So you've got two NBA caliber players essentially, and hey, you know that's good enough to get you up there. And, you know, based off how they finished the season and everything else, it, it was understandable, but I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody really looked at the overall team. And if they had of, they would have, you know, yeah. we knew right There's away. No it's like, way. no, they're not seventh. They they never were. It would have been more of like a mid-teens if I had to rank them to start the season just until they proved it. And then, you know, they could have made it up to that seventh spot based off how they started the season. But, yeah, over the long haul and... The way they played the last two weeks, it's just like, no. Brutal. That is not ever the seventh <laughs> team in the country. Yeah, definitely not. All right, we've talked a lot. We've talked very Cincinnati-specific here. So apologies to our listeners in France, Canada, the UK, Germany, Ireland, Italy, and Japan. We had listeners from all of those countries. Shout out to week. all of you, though. We That's appreciate fucking it. fucking amazing. And obviously you understand what we're saying, which is even more <laughs> impressive. I don't know how to speak any of your languages, so hats off to you for listening to our BS. That is fucking the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I looked at but the thank stats you. this week, and I was like, really? <laughs> 
from France and multiple listens from France? You fucking hell yeah. So let's talk about something you, maybe you guys care about. Uh, so the Cavs are in this weird beef lately. Uh, I don't know if you had seen anything about this, but LeBron is like pushing Dan Gilbert to try to spend more money and beef up this team for, for him. What it tells me is that LeBron is like, look, I can't carry these guys. I need more support, which I will agree. The Cavs definitely need some help. They've got a roster spot open. Like they, they need to, they need to do something, but Gilbert is like investing in the future and he's getting some of these young guys and he's not necessarily going high dollar talent. And LeBron is begging Dan Gilbert to spend more money which is insane because the Cavs have the highest payroll of any team in the NBA right now. Dan Gilbert spends it like he's he's going to have the highest luxury tax out of any owner in the NBA. So what the fuck does LeBron want from this man? He's he's clearly paying a shitload for a supporting cast for him and now LeBron is pissed and uh, I I think this might be the beginning of the end for LeBron in Cleveland especially if they don't make it back to the fi- if they don't even make it back to the finals well one you can put that out of your mind they're going to make it back to the finals because well, still there's nobody in the east, east. yeah, yeah there's still nobody in the east. east they'll they'll get it together enough to get it but the problem is man i hate to be this guy but i see it from both sides cuz you're right on the one hand if i was dan gilbert i'd be like man what more do you want from me you essentially constructed this team we right. did we we made every move that you wanted to make you know we've We've done everything. We went and got Kevin Love. We got J.R. Smith. You know, we we assembled this team. We re-signed J.R. Smith when you were bitching about that in the offseason. Tristan Thompson, we, you know, gave a big contract to. Like, they've done a lot. And then at the same time, I totally see it from LeBron's point because, man, he came back here. You know, his whole goal was to win championships, but not just one, even though he got the one. And I know Dan Gilbert's spending a lot of money, but at the same time, Man, LeBron's bringing in a lot of money. And Dan That's Gilbert's true. good for it. That's like, true. It's not as if he doesn't have the money. But, yeah, at some point, there's got to be some pushback. And it sucks because, well, I say it sucks, but it sucks for LeBron because he's looking at it from the long perspective. He's sitting here in February and looking at It's all about the Warriors. What did they yeah. do? And the Warriors are the team to beat, and they added Kevin Durant. Like, if I'm Gilbert, I'm like, I get what you're saying. I understand it. And he may be upset about how he's going about it, but that was a unique once-in-a-lifetime circumstance. Like, no other team has ever been able to pull that right. off. Nobody, the, the rules are designed that really no can, no team can pull that off. There's nothing that you could compete with that. Yeah. You can't. There's nobody that you can bring in that's like a Durant. There, and there's no. But that's the that's my point. Who does LeBron want him to get? Who I is have he? No like idea. I don't understand. Well, he's made comments about like getting a playmaker, and there's all these guys. All the the names I've heard, I'm like, none of those guys make you better when it comes down to crunch time against the Warriors. Like it, it alleviates minutes off guys now, and they give you a breather or whatever. So maybe you're a little bit fresher then, but it's not going to matter. The thing that drives me crazy too is LeBron is making it seem, and I know the Cavs are in a little bit of a skid right now, and they're not doing that well. But LeBron makes it seem like. He is out there 40 minutes every game, like playing nonstop, being like, I can't keep doing this all on myself, like all on my own. He's not doing that. He's, they're resting LeBron because they know he's getting up there a little bit in age. He's 
our age now. So he's the oldest participant in the All Star game this year. Dude is a month younger than me for he's Christ's sake, or a month months, older, month older than me. He's four months younger than me, so fuck you. He's well, <laughs> I'm, you're an old ass bitch. I am officially older. I'm than worried about everybody. me here. This is about me, man. <laughs> I am older than everybody in the NBA All-Star game. Jesus. That sucks. That's a shitty feeling. That is awful. <laughs> Get younger, bitch. <laughs> Maybe you should go be the governor of Chicago or something. <laughs> Spring some youth into you. <laughs> but clearly, so LeBron is taking some rest during the this season because he knows it's all about the run for the you know, the title. It's all about the playoffs and being fresh for the playoffs. We saw last year what happened. With Curry and Clay Thompson in the in the playoffs when they were wore right out. out of gas, yeah, they get tired. So LeBron's taking this time off, and then he's like, "Well, you got to get somebody else in here." It would be different to me. I think he'd have a valid argument if he's playing all these minutes, and he's like, "Look, you got to fucking get somebody in here that I can't carry this all on my own. I can't play all these minutes. I I need the rest." But instead, he's like, "I'm gonna sit down here and then tell you you need to get somebody else in here." That's some bullshit, man. Yeah, I mean, but he is still playing a lot of minutes. I know you're saying he's not playing all of the minutes, but he's still playing a lot. And when he's not out there, it's rough sledding. I mean, I mean, Kyrie we knew that he, though. No, I know it's not new that's news. What, yeah, it's that's, not anything that's that the know, But at the yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I again, I think it's all him focused on the the finals and and getting to that point and seeing. This isn't enough. Like in February, we got to do something, and the trade deadline's coming up. So again, that's probably why he's speaking out more now. Because if they're gonna do anything, it's gonna have to be now. I just, I don't, I don't know what there is to do. I, I, there's nothing. The, so there was like one... with the cap situation and the players that they have in there. There's like nothing movable. There's no movable parts. Right. Like everything's kind of locked in, and anything that you can get. Isn't going to make a difference. Yeah, so, so the one the one trade that did come up that reportedly was rejected by the Cavs is apparently the Knicks were trying to trade Carmelo Anthony for Kevin Love. But I get that from the Cavs' standpoint. How does that make you better? It doesn't do anything for right? you. Right? It would be – I actually think it would be a loss because, you know, Carmelo needs the ball in his hand. You know, LeBron, while he's a distributor, you you know, you want the ball in his hand. I mean, at least Love, since he's come to the Cavs, has turned into that guy that's spotting up there outside at the three-point, and he can do that. He spaces the floor. You're not getting that with Carmelo. Like, if this is a video game, I'm making that (laughs) trade for sure. But, hey, it's fantasy basketball. Yeah, we're doing that trade. But in, you know, real-life NBA consequences, that's not – the, the Warriors aren't losing sleep over them yeah, trading exactly. Carmelo for love. So, you know, it, I, I can understand why the Cavs were like, nah, we're good. Right. I think that's what you, you hit the nail on. The, there's really nothing that's that's going to help the Cavs at this point. No. There's nothing out there. The Warriors are just a different – it's a different beast. With yeah, you're lineup. just going to have to hope that, you know, somebody plays hope out of their they get tired minds. again. Right? Hope they wear out. Yeah, and, and that something – the, the the stars align. I mean, the stars really align for a three one comeback. Yeah, they did. So you know, you just having hope that something <laughs> like that happens again. I guess. I mean, because if you look at it, it's like, okay, so you're saying things need to get done, but it's like you did get the one, and it was, it did take. It was a miracle. Yeah, it did take a miracle to get to get that one. I mean, 
you could be looking at you okay over there, buddy? After talking shit, now you hit that. Yeah, that's that's karma's a bitch. Anyway, and um, I dropped the cap. Wow, oh, I'm a fucking wreck. <laughs> at least mine's like deep into the show, not like first ten minutes. Whatever, you're still only two minutes. <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, I, I mean, I don't. It's so hard because he's looking at it as, oh, I want to get another one, but it's like, dude. You should be happy that you got the one, and you just got to go out there and play your hardest and hope to get this second one and see yeah. what happens. I mean, it just there's just nothing to do. <laughs> Michael Jordan ain't walking through that door to help you <laughs> out. I mean, it is not like there's not there's not even a Scotty walking through that door to help you out. You you're gonna have to go with what you got and hope that it's good enough. Yeah, I I agree. Here's one team that thought they might have some pieces together and has clearly turned into a clusterfuck, and that's Chicago. Doubles. <laughs> <laughs> Dead terrible. So, <laughs> so not only are they terrible, but apparently they hate each other now. Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler called out their teammates this week for their terrible play, which that's a harsh thing. To do. It wasn't like in a locker room meeting. It wasn't like a players-only thing. Through they the media. flat out yeah, told everybody that these guys need to step up. One person who took particular offense to that was Ray John Rondo, who then, who to be honest, takes offense to everything. He does. I mean, he's bounced around so many teams and he was a member of my Kings last year. He was. Yeah, he was was a a fun year. (laughs) Well, he might go back after this because he, he put up an Instagram picture since deleted that uh, looked like a like a love letter to Garnett and Pierce. That's the best way to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like my veterans wouldn't do this. My veterans, blah blah blah. My veteran, and like went on and on with a picture of him and uh, and Pierce and Garnett when they were in their Boston days. So my question to you is, I think I think Wade and Butler handled that poorly. Do you think Rondo's reaction to that was over the top? Do you think that was warranted, or do you think first of he all, let me address the fact up? that if I'm Ray Allen, I'm like, bitch, where am I in that photo? <laughs> Don't act like I wasn't part of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it was the three of us and, and then you. Rondo, yeah, <laughs> you gonna take a picture? You gonna put up a picture, and I'm not in it? <laughs> What kind of shit is that? So let's first. Jesus Shuttlesworth has all the reason to be real pissed about that photo. He's the one who's got every right to be mad. In fact, we need to get Ray Lewis or Ray Lewis, Ray Allen in here. We need to get Ray Lewis to start stabbing some bitches. <laughs> yeah, Ray Lewis don't don't need to be anywhere near us. But we need to get Ray Allen's thoughts on that picture. But um, I thought that it was kind of the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, he that's- says. Hey, you don't call out your leaders like this, blah, blah, blah. We need better leadership, but you're calling them out in public. (laughs) You're doing the exact same thing. It was weird. And Rondo's not the model teammate, shall we say, over his career. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's had his issues and, you know, he's been pouty and, you know, self-admittedly so, you know, he really likes to win he he's a very complicated dude Uh, so i mean i think he's also gotten a bad rap at certain points but yeah i mean so he hasn't been somebody that you're like man he's one of the greatest teammates of all time yeah so it's just kind of weird that he did it and then it served him right Uh, fred hoiberg benched all three of them right for friday night's game he benched all three of them it's like hey uh you know we don't do that here and fred hoiberg 
he doesn't have much authority either. He, yeah. Even being head coach of that team. <laughs> so that's I saying think, a lot. That I think know. what's crazy about this story is who even thought the Bulls were going to be good? I no one again yeah. again this was another like video game assembled team where here it's like oh i've got rondo i've got wade i've got jimmy butler that's good enough in a video game yeah because you're not worried about age you're not worried about any of the factors that come in you know in real life right you're not worried about the fact that the other players around them are generally balls and you can't just have three guys <laughs> playing 40 straight minutes because again it's not a video game so, yeah, unless you're looking at it from that standpoint, I don't know who thought that this is. I guess Wade and Butler. Apparently, those <laughs> were the only two that thought this team had something like that they were going to make a run. I mean, let's face it. They were going to make the playoffs because the East is garbage. But not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even in a position to do that right now. But that, so. was like, uh, that was like it. Like, you didn't – I don't know how – first of all, I don't know how any team in the East sits down and is at the beginning of the season. They're like, all right, this is our year. We're fucking doing it. The only one who could make a legitimate claim is the Raptors. They're right there behind the Cavs. They're the only ones who'd say, we have a legit shot. And they, they do have a legit shot to extend the Cavs to six oh, or seven about no damn Drake Knight. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that. Ca- Canadia's own. <laughs> Canadia's own Drake. You know, the official spokesman of uh, everything Air Canada and Toronto. That's yeah. why Toronto will never do anything in the this East. This is true. The official spokesman is going to hold them down. So, you know what? No, you're right. Nobody in the East has uh, any leg to stand on. But... On a serious note, they, they the are the thing only I've done in this show. That, I'm not mad. I, I need you to drop that on everything. <laughs> Interrupt everything I say with Kevin Durant. That, it's my favorite drop of all time. But yeah, he. Uh, they're the only team that could make a legitimate claim. And again, it would just be to, hey, we push the Cavs to seven games. That's it. That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. That's and then, it. And then we went home. But it was a valiant effort. So yeah, the rest of the East. Pfft, it's all garbage. Especially, like, and know. especially the Bulls coming into this year. You're like, right. what? But, you know, even the Knicks fooled themselves, or at least Derrick Rose did, saying, you know, we've got an all-star team and, you know. A uh, super team. Yeah. Derrick Rose really said we're a super team and so, then so, and then thought about leaving the game of basketball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. So the East is garbage. Like, I, no team no team should be freaking out in the East. Like, other. But. Think about it, though. The West isn't much better. The Like, the NBA is this problem where it's kind of like the NFL. There's two or three teams that you're like, yep, they've got a legit shot. Yeah. And everybody else is just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the Spurs. You've got the Warriors. You've got the Cavs. And then we'll just throw in the, the Raptors to say that they're there. But the, the other three are, you know, 1A and, right. then, and then the Raptors are one B, and then there's everybody else. It, there's a huge yeah. drop off after that, and nobody, you know, is fooled or thinks for a minute that anybody has a realistic shot. Like it's even so the most surprising to our fans can't be like, "Yeah, this is our year," because you got to know. Yeah, you don't. Right. It's so surprising to me that in a game like basketball, and especially since we see like kind of this parody in college basketball where teams are able to make deep runs in the in the tournament when they're not that good. I mean, how many times over the last few years have we seen a team in the Final Four where we're like, really? Who the fuck? How did they get there? Butler. <laughs> Every time, Butler. Yeah. I, I mean, there's... How many white guys yeah. got, got you to the finals? <laughs> what? But there's so many teams that, like, 
It's like, how, how did you even get here? Basketball is one of those sports where because there's only a small number of people on the court at a time, you've got a better opportunity. <laughs> and for, it generally takes one or two guys to make a huge difference. Yeah, You've got a, a good opportunity to have a good team based on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like football where you're like, well, we need great guard play. We need a, a solid line. We need a... a an outlet man for the the quarterback. You need a good a good target for the quarterback. You need a running back who can balance that out. Like you need a lot of pieces with basketball. It's like we need like a superstar and a couple guys who can couple carry role them. players. Like that's that's all you need. So you would think that the NBA would be a little bit more balanced out, but they're not. They're you're right. They're it's all top heavy as fuck. It's <laughs> ridiculous, and it's I gotta be honest. I know I've given hockey a lot of shit. The NBA is way harder to watch for me than, than oh, the NHL. No doubt. And I it's can't funny watch because it. I have a NBA team in the Kings. And I did watch <laughs> I did watch the Kings play the Cavs the other night. And they beat the Cavs, which is kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they uh sent out and tweeted out um on I saw it on Facebook, but they also tweeted out uh this is for the land. And they put a <laughs> L with the sword going through it. <laughs> It was actually pretty funny. Like, I don't think I've liked many of the Kings posts this year of anything they've done on Facebook. But I saw that and I'm like, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty that's funny. That's pretty awesome. Because the, the Kings suck and everybody knows that. But, you know, this is for the L. This is for the land. That's awesome. Big old L. I like it. If only there was a crying Jordan included in that. That would be the only I'm be sure, the icing on the cake. I'm sure the Crying Jordan Twitter account took care of that. <laughs> All right, real quick before we get into the uh, the rest of this episode here, we kind of I skipped over this because I was too distraught over the Xavier thing. Um, so college basketball, we'll go back to college basketball real quick. This is something that came out uh, this week for the first time ever. The selection committee is going to give us kind of a preview of the tournament a little bit early. Just like in football. <laughs> what? Just gives us something oh to talk about. <laughs> you mean here's another chance to sell money with page clicks and stuff? What? Right. Yes. So this Boost is the profile. Yeah. <laughs> so the selection committee starting February 11th, they're going to release the top four seeds in each region. They're going to announce kind of selection Sunday style where they're at or where their head is. They said, quote, we're excited about giving a fan, the fans a glimpse into what the men's basketball committee is thinking at this point of the season and creating a buzz as we look towards Selection Sunday. So basically, they said it right there. The quote they didn't is like, even pretend. It's like, hey, man, this we is We need you all to talk about us. It's February. There ain't shit else going on. But like, that's the funny part. Unlike college football, who they're competing against, you know, MLB playoffs, World Series, the NFL's in full swing, you know, NBA, NHL starts up. They've got a lot they're, like, competing against for eyeballs. College basketball literally has nothing. Yeah. The Super Bowl happens, and then it's just them. Right. They've got pitchers and catchers reporting to compete against. <laughs> Arizona Fall League is what they're competing against. They don't need it. And that's probably why they've never done it until now. They don't need any buzz for those last couple yeah, weeks leading up to March. I do it now. The, that's the weird part. Like, I don't know why they decided it's to do so but strange. other than the fact that everybody talks about it and, you know, for college football. And I we talked about this when football did it. I think it's totally pointless because well, in football, it's different because things can change week to week and on a dime. And, you know, 
other than us knowing that Alabama is not going to lose. The rest of the teams kind of changed throughout there. <laughs> but in college basketball, I mean, unless we have a bunch of days like this past Tuesday where all these top four teams fall off, it's going to look the same through the the first day they announced to the last day. But even that, they're all they're announcing is the top four, right? They're not yeah. doing the full field. When I, when I so... first heard the announcement, I totally heard it wrong and i don't know why but i guess maybe it was reported wrong i thought that they said the top 16 teams and i was like oh that's kind of cool if you heard the top 16 teams yeah, and how they were going to be seated it would be totally worth it right you'd get a, an idea of who was playing who the regions and where they're going but the top four like i don't yeah. give a shit you could look at the top four and know we gave our top four back in the beginning of the season. Right. It ain't going to change much from what that was. And, you know, you're going to throw a few more teams, and then it's going to be based off region and who all that. But it, whatever the rankings are this Monday till the 11th, they're not going to change that much. No. Like, the top four teams are going to be the top four teams for pretty much the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, Gonzaga is going to sneak their way up there. And now, and obviously, we talked about the fact that Kentucky and Kansas, one of them is going to lose two games this week, so they'll fall out of the top four. But the top four is generally going to be what you see this coming Monday is probably very similar to what you will see when they announce these rankings. Well, and that's the weird thing. It's not like college football. Like, college football, they release their rankings on Monday. And then there's games throughout the week, but everybody plays one game. So it's like, okay, all of the games happened. Here's the new rankings. College basketball, there's two, three games you play in a week. So Or some teams only play one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you could like like look at Xavier, they lose two and win one in a week and then still stay in the top twenty (laughs) five. And the fact that this is just the top four and Correct me if I'm wrong, but they're only doing this once, right? It's not like this is going to be a weekly thing going on. No, forward. yeah, as far as I know, this was just the, hey, this is where we're at on That's February That's the 11th. fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard then. Right. Because it's like, hey, here's here's where we're at. And it's like, gee, thanks. Yeah, the more, when I first heard it, and again, I thought I heard 16 teams. I don't know where I got that from. I thought, oh, that's a really cool idea. I kind of like that. It, it'll just be cool just to have, you know, the top 16 teams listed. Then I heard top four okay, that doesn't really make much sense. And then, wait, they're only doing it the once? As far as I know? That's really pointless. Yeah. It doesn't so matter dumb. at all. So dumb. You want to change anybody from your uh, Final Four picks from earlier in the show? Do <sighs> you, you want me to remind you who you got? No, I know who I got because I checked it earlier today. You, and then we did the know, story on Duke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's why I asked. I've got Duke in the top four. <laughs> I don't got, think they're making the top four. Duke's making sure. the final four. But I do. Uh, the rest of my final four I felt comfortable with. Not bad. Not I bad. Had, uh, I would have vanil- vanil- you, vanilla. Vanilla. You <laughs> yeah. got Villanova. <laughs> Villanova. Vanilla Villanova. Kentucky. Kentucky and, and Michigan State. Yeah. Oh, and Michigan State's had a rough go of it this year. But – it's final four. It's not top four seeds. That's true, not top so four seeds. So I do still feel like I'm confident about Michigan State being in that final four because, again, anytime I've picked against Michigan <laughs> State, they always find out. And this this is the year that they would do that where they're not talked about. Right. Michigan State's kind of off the they're radar. Under, yeah. And all of a sudden we're going to look up and be like, Izzo is in another final four. And I'll be like, what in right. the fuck? <laughs> So yes, I I'm going to stick with I, I'm I would kick Duke out. I don't know who for. 
but I, I will say that the other three I'm I'm perfectly confident with. I'm gonna keep my final four the way it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you're fine. Yeah, yeah keep Duke I'm, in there. Fuck you. I'm Fucking. just saying. I'll, I'll keep him there because I, I don't want to bitch out like football and change a bunch of times. And I'm gonna keep mine too. Although mine looks pretty good as of right now. I've got North Carolina, Arizona, Kansas, and UK in my final four. Yeah, it's a pretty solid final four. Totally at this point. Kansas too. <laughs> Yeesh. I mean, you could always drop out Duke, but that's fine. Whatever, nope. man. Gonna All stick right. with who I brought to the dance. Your pricks have proven to be terrible this year. Well, so. that's true. I think I just jinxed all four of those teams. So yep. you won't see any of them in the, no <laughs> doubt. In the final four. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to the show. We don't have any Miss Cleo's picks for you this week because uh, things are done. <laughs> there's no football, man. So we got one more week of Miss Cleo picks that we're going to do just for fun next week. It doesn't matter. I've already lost. It's just to figure out final standings. We um, do have the ad ready to go for Mike. Yes. He will be launching that <laughs> next week, just in time for Valentine's Day. If you haven't heard it, go back to last week's episode. And check out the want ad that Mike is going to place. I know it was a long episode, but... We've got the numbers in there. Figure out right where the Miss Cleo picks are. I read the ad. Holy fuck, is it embarrassing? I got so much good feedback from that. <laughs> I had people texting me all week, dude. That ad. Holy shit! I so funny. I'm terrified. Maybe that's why the numbers were so high this week. Maybe we're we getting... couldn't figure out, but maybe people were like, "Oh my god, did you gotta hear this ad? It's so good." <laughs> well, thank you, man, for. <laughs> boosting our our ratings for the week um so yeah we don't we don't have any miss cleo picks so uh why don't we just head right on into uh consumer can it let's do it all right consumer can it as always brought to you by fire fan check that out they've added nba i swear we're gonna play that game (laughs) we say it every week but we are gonna play i just told you why i don't play in this episode because the nba is fucking hard to watch man right it's hard to watch even with fire fan it's Still, it's hard to watch. God damn, timing is terrible too. It is even when I have like caught games. I'll tell you the one night I got up in the middle of the night with the kid. He woke up and it was, I want to say twelve fifteen, and the Warriors were playing the Thunder. And oh, there you go. It it was still. I was like, oh, oh, it's not the replay. This isn't two in the morning, so this is live. And I watched from the middle of the third quarter until the end of the game. And I thought, well, this is, you know, it was good basketball. I watched, you know, two teams, and I, that's a marquee matchup for the NBA. But I'm just like, this game was still live at yeah. almost 1 o'clock in the morning. That's that's a huge That's problem. fucking crazy. Like, I, you know, I, how many people are going to be up? I sure certainly wouldn't have been up playing fire fan <laughs> at 12.30 in the morning. Well, listen. Other you, than my son getting me up. <laughs> If you were, maybe you could have played with our listeners from uh, France or the UK or Germany or Ireland. I don't know how time zones work, but I'm assuming it's not that rough for them to be <laughs> watch the game and playing at that time. You guys can download it too. Download <laughs> FireFan. Uh, use the code CraftBeer. That's capital C, capital B, all one word. Craft Beer. Come play along with us when we uh, when we actually play the game. <laughs> 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 all right, man. So this week we had Fatheads, Bumbleberry, Honey Blueberry Ale. This is the last fruit beer in our fruit beer month. 
till we pick we, up another in a couple months. We have consumed all fruit beers to this point. We had the last three beers. Both we, of us have we, consumed all of them. Yes, we started off with black and cran. Yep. Then we went to the pomegranate wheat. Yes. Last week it was the grapefruit IPA, and here we are wrapping things up with the blueberry ale. So what do you got on this one? You consuming it or are you can? There was no doubt I was consuming this <laughs> from the minute I opened it. I knew it. I took one sip and I'm like, yep, that, I'm in. <laughs> Told Mike before the show started, I'm going to try to keep it close to the vest, but there's no way that I'm going to do anything other than consume this. This beer is delicious. Easily my favorite of the four beers this month. Uh, go get oh, you some blueberry good. ale. Good call. Yesterday. So you put this one as your top fruit beer of the month. Easily. All right, fair enough. I am also going to consume this beer too. It is, uh, damn, it's good. The uh, I I got to be honest. Midway through, like the second beer, I was like, oh, it's starting to sit a little heavy. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this one through. Like wrong, I killed it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I, it's not even like I powered through. I was just like, no, this is good. I'm good. <laughs> so is uh, the fact that it's not like super heavy. It is 5.3% ABV, which isn't terrible. It's a drinkable beer. Uh, I think this is another one that's pretty, uh, it's pretty much a summertime beer. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not one that you're going to want to warm next to the fire with. But that's fine. The, the, this month has allowed us to get away from the stouts and the, the darker I mean, we had the Black and Cran, which was a stout, but overall, this January is about the time that it's all about the stout. Yeah. I just noticed this on this beer, on this last one I'm drinking. They've got the bottled on date on this. This was bottled on January 3rd. So this wow. beer, it's not even like this was just like something <laughs> left over. So th- this isn't a summer beer, according to the bottled on date. No, they apparently brew this all year round, which is fucking awesome. I didn't know that. I thought this was... When you brought this over, I was like, great, I love that beer. And I just assumed it was something that was like left over. I didn't even think about... Because it's so infrequent that I'd pick up a beer and even think about, oh, when was this brewed? Obviously, there are certain beers that you know were brewed at a certain time. I yeah. see. I, I saw Pumpkin last week when I was buying beer. And, and I'm you were like, like, oh, okay, cool. I know when that's brewed. That's <laughs> an aged Pumpkin. The good thing about that, though, is most beers, it's fine. As oh, long yeah. as it's not yeah, an yeah, IPA. Yeah. An IPA, if it's been sitting there for a while, you are fucked. Which is why IPAs suck. But <laughs> I, I thought to myself, like, huh, that's a weird... And I, I wasn't in the mood. I... There is a time of year for certain beers, and Pumpkin, it has its window, and that window is closed shut firmly once, you know, the pumpkin, or once the Christmas yeah. beers come out. Right. And so, there wasn't stuff that I look at, but when I was looking at beers for this month, both when I got the pomegranate and getting this blueberry, neither time did I think, oh, this is something left over because it was just whatever, even though I associate both being fruit beers with a summertime feel. Yeah. So... So you you said this is your beer of choice out of this month. Oh, I would, absolutely. I I I think it's a great beer. I think the blueberry is um, it's just a lot of blueberry flavor. But if you, you don't go with the green, if you don't fruit IPA. 
I know it. Well, thanks a lot for fucking Mr. Spoiler Alert. Yes, I'm going to pick the Grapefruit Sculpin as my Anybody who's month. listened to this show and you prior know that's where you were going. No! Why? I don't like IPAs. How would you How would you guess that's the beer I was going to go with? Because I hate IPAs and you like them better than I do. <laughs> Despite not liking them, you like them better than I do. I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> yeah, that's where I went, you motherfucker. Grapefruit Sculpin. <laughs> Is my pick for Which is funny because I'm sitting here like, it, it sounds like I'm shitting on it, but that that was easily my second favorite beer. <laughs> like, so it's not... Yeah, it's not like you were like, no, can that shit. No, yeah, you no, I, I love that too. But I just this... I love blueberries. This is I, very crisp. It's I think so that's good. the problem. I'm not a blueberry fan, per se. Like, I'm not like, oh, that's got blueberries in it. I'm fucking eating that. Then me and Jude were going to hang out. Hell yeah. You guys can go. All the blueberries. Just, it, he's all about frozen blueberries. You got to eat half of it and give him the other half, and then he's on board. Perfect. I got video if you want to see it later. Eating like it's, a woman. <laughs> getting half the calories. <laughs> but I, it's a little... It's a little overwhelming for me. It's a lot of blueberry flavor. It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's a delicious beer. It's just a lot of blueberry flavor, so it's not my favorite of the month, but totally consuming. And also to go back to the pumpkin beer yeah. conversation, Fathead hit it out of the park with that spooky tooth. That was the only yeah. that was the that was my beer of choice for the month that's not named Pumpkin, hands down. And so them hitting it out of the park with this one, that's two times that Fathead has brought a Yeah, so I think me. that means we need to find another Fathead beer because they're two for two on beers that we were really impressed with. Yes. So hats off to you, Fatheads, for fucking making some delicious beers. And Fathead, if you want to come on the show, we'd love to have you. Come on down from Cleveland, yo. Yeah. We'll, we'll put you on the show. You can come on into the speakeasy hang out with us. <laughs> That's what we're calling the studio where we record the speakeasy. <laughs> so dumb. It's making super can it brought to you by Firefan. <laughs> Download today. We'll play with you eventually. <laughs> that's the best that's the best sales pitch ever. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Well, it's like a secret prize. Download it. Sign up using the code word craft beer. Capital C, capital B, all one word. Eventually, we'll play with you. <laughs> get it today. <laughs> we'll get around to it. Because you never know when we're going to be on there. <laughs> oh, shit. Sneak attack. <laughs> Man, this was a fun episode. I, uh, I'm i glad we ended the fruit beer. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of glad yeah, we Yeah, well, it. it's very hard in the winter to stretch this out and... It's enough fruit beer. <laughs> I feel I don't feel very manly when I buy these beers. I feel like I have to like. I feel like your picks do that to you. Justify well, <laughs> um, yeah. it eliminates your masculinity <laughs> right there. <laughs> Always picking losers. That's just oh shit. You know what's gonna eliminate my masculinity when I gotta fucking read these responses to the Craigslist ad. Mm. All right, so I have to put that up next week, right? So the, the yes. ad goes up. The ad is going up next week, right about the same time we launched the show. Yes. So okay. if for whatever reason you want to look out for a Craigslist ad that reads verbatim. You don't know what, what you city heard from I'm putting it in. You don't know oh, wait, that's I'm right. We're putting it in a random city. Yeah. I, it wasn't going to be Cincinnati. Well, yeah. if you so desire to scour the Facebook <laughs> one trying to find word for word, it would kind of be like a treasure hunt. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out and first person to locate the the actual exact post in the city that Mike finds it in and informs us, hey, I found this post. Here's a screen grab or uh, here's the city. Go check it out. Shout out on the show and... I don't know what else. And you know what? I'll buy you a six-pack if you do that. Wow. If you're able to find it, I will buy you a six-pack. And here's the first hint. I am going to put the ad up in a city with a professional sports team. That narrows it down. Narrows it down a bit. So there will be a professional sports team. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In the city. Yeah. What sport? I'm not going to say yet. Because a professional sports team, I mean, you it's going to be soccer team. Okay, hang on. It's going to be It's going to be either in the NFL an MLB, an NHL, or an NBA team. Okay, all right. So at least one of the, the major nar- four narrowed it down to the big four. Yeah. That's fair. That's all I wanted because I was like, yeah. you said it's professional, not going yeah, to go be MLS. Like, <laughs> right. It's not going to be like, well, it's in Florence because they got the Florence Freedom, which is technically a professional yes, baseball exactly. team. I'm not going to pull that bullshit. Yeah, it'll okay. Be, all right. So one of the big four cities. One of the big four, and it'll be a city that has a major team. If you want to go cruising through those um, men for men, I'm starting in Las Vegas. Starting in Las Vegas. Thanks to both the Raiders and the what is it the Golden Knights the Golden, the Golden Showers. Showers yeah that, those that's where I'm looking Vegas all the way baby <laughs> that's a solid guess a solid first guess uh, incorrect it will not go in uh, Vegas damn. only because I feel like that's gonna get a lot of weird responses <laughs> coming from Vegas so start checking out the, the smaller cities like Portland <laughs> he's probably gonna put it in Portland they all. <laughs> This has been Craft Brews. Does Maine have a professional sport? (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere innocuous like that. (laughs) Oh, shit. This has been Craft Brews Sports. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, As always, hit us up on the drunk line. You fuckers. For the love of God. You want to bitch about Xavier? You want to bitch about officiating? On a random Tuesday night for your Tyson, (laughs) Jim, your hockey teams, anything. If you're sitting at home and you're like, are you fucking kidding me and there's nobody else in the room, call us. Call the drunk line. Call the line. You'll get put on the show. 440-37-DRUNK. Always open. 24-7. If you're in France, you want to fucking call us? Yeah. Yeah. One of you foreign listeners, call That'd us up. That'd be amazing. I'll fucking put you on. I don't even know what you say. I'll run you through Google Translate first, then guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will put you on the show. And, and Mike will put up the money to fly you in here personally <laughs> and put you on the show. We'll get you into the speakeasy. <laughs> but, and hit up the drunk line. Follow us on Twitter at Craft Sports. You can follow me at Mike Berlon. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. This has been Craft Fruit Sports. Cheers, everybody. We out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.